Adam, what kind of a podcast is this? This is a website podcast. This is an internet podcast. And this That's is... Right. Uh, um, well, it's a website podcast. Yeah. So what do you think we're going to talk about today? I think we're going to talk about the internet. I think we're going to talk about... We are talking internet. We're going back to basics. World Wide Web, baby. It's a... It's been too long. LAN cable that I connect mm -hmm. into my PS3. It's called Land Cable. Land Cable, because it does not go underwater. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. plugs into the back of my PS3, and it actually makes me be able to uh, pwn on COD much quicker than mm -hmm. if I was working on Wi-Fi, which is uh, in the air. Yeah. And actually, here's an interesting fact. I can hear it coming in the air tonight. <laughs> Oh, what was that about? What was that song about? It was about Wi-Fi. Correct. It was Phil Collins' first uh, experience with Wi-Fi. Phil Collins invented Wi-Fi, and then later on, the Cadbury Monkey did it. <laughs> and that was how... <laughs> well, the... he reinvented it, which yeah. does bring us to the point of this podcast, is we're talking about Web 2.0. We're talking about the yeah. reinvention of the internet. We're talking about the new kind of things that you can do on the net. The eagle-eyed among you may have noticed that we haven't released one of our beloved episodes in a while. And I know that there's at least one person for whom that will have been a devastating blow um, because our podcast sort of plays the role of an imaginary girlfriend in their life or maybe mm -hmm. even an imaginary best friend doesn't matter which yeah doesn't matter which but you will have noticed that we stopped and the reason that we stopped is this is an internet podcast mm -hmm. and the internet I don't know about you Adam I can't speak for you but for me it has become dry as the very Sahara desert there was nothing going on, so we had to stop our beloved little podcast because there was nothing going on for our beloved little podcast to talk about. If I had a podcast about stamps mm -hmm. and it was called Philately My Dear, I Don't Give a Stamp, uh -huh. was the name of the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they just brought out no new stamps, which I know would never happen because these days every week it's bloody do new Doctor Who stamp, bloody new Star Wars stamp, bloody, uh, you know, the Queen's Two Heads or whatever. I don't know what that is. But it's a thing. It's two stamps next to each other. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's called a, a golden brownie. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, one, one's gold, one's brown. Uh, first class, fifth class. Uh, I would not expect to bring out any more episodes of Philately, my dear, I don't give a stamp because the stamp, there's no more stamps, nothing to talk about. We exactly. Did We've done, we did the internet talk for however long we were gone. I haven't counted and I haven't looked and I don't care. Impossible to know. The analytics don't go that deep. Yeah. But when the internet go dry, podcasts go bye-bye uh -huh. is what Adam and I have been texting to each other mostly every hour on the hour yeah. since the last episode. About every hour. Hours. Should we do another cast? Uh, when internet go dry, podcasts go by. And we take turns being the questioner and the, and the questioned. Of course, yeah. And um, we've arrived at a pretty happy pattern. We don't know each other anymore. We just mm -hmm. send the message. Got on with our lives. It takes me about five minutes because I'm not a fast typist uh, it's, it's on a, my wiggle phone. It's which a solid is a kid's phone. solid 10 minutes of every hour. Yeah, and it's shaped like a snake and it has the game snake on it and it's bright red, but it's also got green on it. And uh, Nokia used to make it, but now it's made by the Wiggle Ink. Yeah, I remember the Wiggle Ink. Yeah, it's a phone company that specializes in kids' phones, but I actually find the interface easier to use. So when I say it takes me five minutes to send a short message, you should see how long it would take me on what you might call an adult phone yeah smartphone or a a, a smart a, ty phone. a typist phone or a, or a you know i don't know if you could not call this a smartphone a... it's shaped like a snake and it's got the game snake on it, it seems pretty smart to me it seems it seems uh, i'm gonna I, spin it at whistle i think the term cool phone was probably cooler because it's a cool phone. it's a cool phone for a cool kind of like kid or a cool adult man yeah and it can work adult so for example i said that it whistles when you spin it when i'm playing spin the bottle all the girls want to come and play at my table. Yeah. And I'm at my spin the bottle club, um, which is a good way to meet 
singles in your area, by the way. It's yeah. a, something that uh, I came up with and that well, I'm spreading with my uncle. Because it's a boy's or a children's phone, you can't get... Yes, yeah, it's, it's you can't uh, get, agender. Yeah, you can't get most apps on it. Um, oh, no apps. So you have to, like, you can't get Tinder, you can't get Grindr, you can't get any of those kind of dating apps. No, there's no hookup apps. Yeah, so... But if you spin it, it whistles. If you spin it, it whistles. So that is the hookup app. So, I guess I consider myself to be a lucky duck because I happen to be in possession of the wiggle phone. I also happen to be uh, someone who attends spin the bottle parties on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And really the only thing that gets in the way these days of my spin the bottles is my two days a week at the bowling alley that I'm still doing. Yeah. And then texting you to say uh, when the internet's dry. And that and takes up a lot. Bye-bye. It takes up a, ch- a large chunk of time. But less than it used to because the wiggle phone and that's the wiggle system. Yeah. Still takes a long time for me because I use an adult smartphone. I mean, mm. I'm. You should get a wiggle phone. Middle at best at typing, uh, which is what I was given in high school. Middle at best. Um, yeah, I remember but, when we used to do typing. Yeah, I was. I was. I wasn't a, the hottest typist in the class. I actually. Well, I say I have a phone. What I mean is I have a, a kind of backpack computer which is connected to a landline. Um, yeah, it's that the I just body kinda, of a Sky Remote Control. Yeah, I kind of walk around and type it out. Um, yeah kind of with the computer upon my back and the screen kind of... And it, it's given me a hunch because it's a CRT monitor and it kind of sits yeah, up well, on yeah, my head. Yeah, it's a heavy setup. Yeah, yeah. And so I've I've developed a very... What some people would call adult-onset scoliosis. Yeah, phoner's stoop, I think yeah. we call it. In yeah, the phoner's medical... stoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and... was a very common thing back in the day when people would wander around with such setups. That was commonplace in the 80s. These days, they've got these tiny little handsets. They're too easy to lose, if anything, for me. Yeah. So I'd rather have a snake. Too easy to lose, thing. not easy you to use. You drop a snake, every onlooker and John Peabody on the street is going to scream, Snake! Ah, Fuck, God, a, a snake! snake. Ah, yeah. And immediately I go, no, 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 that's my wiggle phone. I'll just pick that up and play a game of snake and then text Adam. On the other hand, it's impossible for you to lose your setup system because no. it is gigantic. If my if my system were to be dropped on the ground, it would, it would crush me to death. And the weight of it, and you carry it around all day, is such that when the brief periods of time in the day when you're taken off, there's such respite. You're so you're so aware of it, almost like you've lost a limb. It's like oh, yeah. alien hand syndrome almost that it's there's something missing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that is alien hand syndrome. I think I think that's. That's a something that amputees go through, I think. Yeah, alien hand syndrome. Um, I get alien land syndrome because yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not connected. It's to land. The, I'm not connected to the. Sorry, I, alien land syndrome because I'm yeah. not connected to the internet anymore. Um, and to be honest, rather than the I, at first, yeah, I would say I felt relief from the crushing weight of a massive PC on my back. But now mm. all I feel is, uh, just kind of. If there's not that pressure on my back, it's just an yeah. unrelenting amount of pain. And so it's I, hot. I keep the batteries hot. run hot. They're, it's very, uh, it's very not hot. lithium, is it? What is it? It's the thing before before lithium. Yeah, yeah. Used. Two back. What was that again? Um, strontium. It went lithium, it? Strontium, 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 and then it was uh, domium. Domium. You've got a domium battery. I got domium battery in and my And the battery is, I would say, you know, I'm no engineer, but it's 90% of the bulk is the battery, basically. It's, yeah. A huge, the, huge um, part. The, the computer is not a powerful PC. Um, it never has been. No, it, it can will run be. Snake and it can make texts. Mm-hmm. So much. It's essentially a wiggle phone in it's, that respect. But it doesn't whistle when you spin it. It's a big wiggle phone, but it doesn't whistle. And I, I couldn't go out and spin the whistle if I wanted to because no, and I can't really get up off the out of the house anymore. Yeah, I can't get down my stairs in my flat. Well, because of course the Domium batteries they have a very quick half life, so they they are radioactive, but they're also losing functionality over time at an immense mm. rate 
So whereas once you could probably leave the house for up to 15 minutes with it on your back charged fully, now it just needs to be plugged in the whole time in case you receive a text. <laughs> and I got a very short cable and I can't go out and get a new one because I don't get net. Well, I do get net, but it's a very sort of basic net. Well, it's what they call um, restricted, restricted boys net is what they call ah, it. Ah, yeah, or BN. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of for, well, it's not for shut-ins because it doesn't really work very well. It's more for um, children or um, the, the very, very elderly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of... It's just, essentially teletext. Basically, it's teletext with the ability to uh, yeah. text. But so without tele- some of the... It's an output mode teletext without some of the better features of teletext, such as Bamber Boozler. Yeah, I can't, I can't play You don't get any games or anything. You don't get live sports news because it can't update. You don't get the news as such. No. But you, get, you get some of the weather. Some of it, yeah. Shipping report, I think I've seen you <laughs> access before. Half weather. Half of the weather, the weather up till 3 p.m., uh-huh. and then it takes a day to update. Then you've got <laughs> the shipping report, which uh-huh. is handy in case you ever go up to Skegness or down to Skegness. Uh, you've got, what else is on there? Um, it does have sort of uh, what I would call a very rudimentary calculator. Yeah. Um, very. It's more of a kind of digital abacus. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's a good analogy, actually. Yeah, yeah and um, it also... I can well outside of the text program I can't type. So if I want to if I want to type up a message I have to text it to someone. Right. Because okay. as soon as I end typing I I put yeah. in whoever yeah, I'm sending yeah. it to and as soon as I let my fingers off for more than a second. It's like chess if you take your yeah. your finger off the piece then your move is over. It doesn't have chess. No, I know. It doesn't even it does have in theory as snake but if you the processing power for it to run snake is mm-hmm. makes the battery so hot. Plus, I've never been able to I've find it on the heard desktop. You scream, and I'm like, Adam's trying to access Snake again. He just wants to. I just want to be like a, a wiggle boy and play Snake. But you need to get your hands on a wiggle phone. I think you know. I picked mine up in South Korea, and it was uh, pretty expensive, but um, it felt like the solution for me because mm. I kept uh, these iPhones. They're very slippy. They are, and I kept on going. I'm making cheese toasties most of the day. That's kind of. I'll, that's just a lot of my time is spent making cheese toasties. Yeah. I kept sl- slipping them into the cheese toasty, and then it would go in. It'd become a cheese toasty in the cheese toasty machine. I'd take a big gumptious bite of my uh, CT. Yeah, yeah. And crack another molar because I bit into my bloody iPhone six. Yeah. and the iPhone six E. It's very damaged at that point. The iPhone is unusable. Not by the bite. Actually, but... they're pretty intolerant, intolerant to heat, mm-hmm. which is iPhones. a weird design. Which is idiotic because I spend a lot of the time in saunas texting. That's a big component of my life. Usually eating cheese toasties well, in there as well. If you're texting for, I'd say, at least 10 minutes of every hour, you're going to be doing texting in all walks of life. You know, five minutes of every hour, that's already gone texting you. Mm. Or it has been of life. And the other five minutes is awaiting the return text. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, you know, a sixth of my day and therefore life gone. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping... Oh, upwards of 14 hours a day. That's good. So that's, an, well, it's just an efficient way to get through life. Yeah. Uh, and I have no dreams. It's blank. It is, you know, zen perfection up there. It's almost almost as if you just cease to exist yeah. for 14 hours. Although that makes it grander because it's like I've achieved some sort of being. It's more, I would say... It's blank. Yeah, it's just like a... Like a computer shutting down. Yeah, it's not like a Buddha. It's like a stone. Yeah. 
it's that it's not the absence of suffering it's just total there was never anything there yeah. there's no suffering to be an absence of absolutely there's just, there's yeah. just nothing just light goes off yeah the house is empty you know light come back on 14 hours later dim dim awareness of existence <laughs> uh then i text you then i wait for the reply yeah usually then at that point i'm hungry cheese toasty for 10 hours and then i say well, no, i say sauna I put the hot tap on in my bathroom and I just kind of lean over it. Yeah, yeah. But I've well, usually got my phone in my mouth. That's a sauna. That to me is a, a sauna. I've yet Everything's to, a sauna if you're hard I, enough. I've yet to go anywhere. I've yet to go to any any sort of like public place where there's an official sauna. So that's the closest thing mm. to a sauna I'm aware of. So yeah, it must be true. I don't think I'd like to go to a public sauna because... But well, you have to, you have to, get, wanna, you have to be completely nude, right? You have to be nude, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to see anyone else nude. No, I don't want people to see my tattoos. I want to, of which I am deeply ashamed. I want to steam. I don't want to get. I don't want to like a pornography show. No, I don't want it to be kinky. I hate when it gets kinky. <laughs> I want to, in the private of my own home, no, nobody can see my tattoos. It's just me and my phone that's shaped like a snake. Mm-hmm. And no one can see my penis. There's no camera on the phone, so there's no risk of me sending a sex text, Anthony Weiner style. <laughs> it's just me and a light, warm mist coming up from my sink. And then I get a call from the doctor's office. And it says, you have to stop eating so much ice cream. <laughs> I say, I'm not eating ice cream. I'm eating ice cream in cheese toasties. And it's called a baked Alaska cheese. And he says, just stop. And he hangs up. And that's what I want. That's the dream. And I mean, that. you say that's what you want, but that does happen on a regular basis. Yeah. that To you. Yeah, yeah. Life would be a dream. And it is. <laughs> life, Although well, my well, dreams don't really yeah. exist. Yeah, life so. would be a uh, nice 14-hour stint be a life. Of, of blank nothingness. Yeah, like a, just a, like a pool of water with no ripples. And at the bottom of the pool, no bottom of the pool. Just more water. Well, I'm jealous, God bless, because I go to sleep for maybe three hours per day, oh. um, and it's I'm I wish I could sleep longer, but I'm I would say I don't think it's any exaggeration when I say haunted by night terrors. Yes, and I'm just waking up every probably every ten minutes. Just <gasps> yeah. Well, I've been next to <gasps> you on a bus. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> for ten. That's that's a sped up version, but it's exactly oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes and, that's not sped up you because you're in and out like a, well, like a knitting needle. I I mean I'm blessed because I snap in and out of REM sleep at the that's drop of a great. hat. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. If that's I if I human. fall asleep on like a like a rock or like a like the floor like a hardwood floor. Yeah, you seem well rested. I can be in REM sleep like that. That's like nice in a split second. But this the second I hit that REM sleep, it, it's hard to explain for people that don't dream like this but yeah it may seem like i'm in rem sleep for you know my eyes are like shaking in the back of my head and i'm mm-hmm. i'm shivering on the floor yeah and it might seem like i'm getting a good night's sleep but after five minutes when i wake up to me in that dream it's been weeks it's been a lifetime yeah it's, it's yeah and it keeps get every single time i go to sleep every single time i wake up and then i go back to sleep it keeps getting longer 
And is there, a, you know, is there a recurring element to this? Do you, do you know what the content of the dreams is or is it just scary? Sheer terror. Yeah, just the ex- experience of an emotion. Just, it. it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's nothingness. Oh, well, that's But the, the feeling of sheer, just abject terror and horror. Just, yeah, yeah. And, wow. um, you know, it's that. It's crazy because from my perspective, you know, like I just mentioned, sometimes we get the bus together to go and look at bridges. Yeah. And... All I'm seeing is three to four minutes at most of kind of shaking. Quite often a stranger will come and put one of those uh, silver marathon blankets on you because you're shaking so much. Everyone is, you know, quite often people wake you up and they'll say, what was your time? Mm -hmm. And you say, what are you talking about? And they say, what was your marathon time? You must have just finished a marathon. I assume they're asking about what what time I spent in that hellish prison. Yeah, and you'll say several weeks. Every time it's longer. Yeah, you say. Three months this time. This time it was three months. Yeah. And usually then the wisecracker on the opposite side of the conversation will say, that's not a very quick marathon time. Yeah. And that is funny to me, but to you, that must be a kick in the face. Well, but usually by the time he's finished his sentence, I'm back you're asleep back having another ter- 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 terrible dream. Yeah. I was going to say terrific, but... And I don't want to be Dr. Terrific. Freud over here or, you know, Dr. Freud Crane mm-hmm. to use a TV reference, but... Dr. Freud or Crane. Dr. Freud or Niles Crane. However... Do you think your terrible night terrors is has something to do with your new uh, milk-free coffee brand that I think you wanted to talk about in today's episode? Well, I don't. I didn't want to say this beforehand, but they are a sponsor. Yeah, so, well, it's, it's you. Yeah, well, it's it's mine, but I'm spo- I'm sponsoring the show. It's basically milk. It's, it's called. If I may, it's called Safi Daffy. Yeah, yeah, Safi Daffy. Safi Daffy, as in stay awake forever. Uh-huh. Fidaffy. Yeah, Fidaffy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Safi Daffy is, is, I say, milk-free coffee is something you don't see that often these days. It's not something you can really pick mm. up in stores, and it's not really something you can ever be handed by a barista or like a chef. No, um, maybe in Italy. But maybe if I part. were deep, deep, deep in the heart of Italy, maybe if in Rome itself, I'd get a little espresso and it, yeah. would be, it would be jet black and it would be full of full of coffee beans. But here oh, in yeah. Scotland, we have to drink milk uh, because it, there's a huge, huge amount of milk in the world and most of it's oh, in yeah. Scotland. So It's a cow town. Mm-hmm. It's a cow town and, you know, if you go into... It's a cow town, don't have your coffee brown. Mm-hmm. If you go into any sort of restaurant or any any barista um, cafe, you'll you'll say to them, coffee, Uh, can I have an Americano or can I have a black coffee? And they'll say, what? Yeah. And then they'll hand you a coffee. It's got milk in it. So what I've done is I've devised the method of I, I collect these milky coffees from all around and I put them into a sort of big vat. Yeah, I've seen the vat. It's pretty big. It's a pretty big vat. It's it's like a sort of mason jar, like a large, large mason jar. Well, Um, I think you're, that's one way of describing it, but you're maybe missing the key. Basically, if you've ever walked by a primary school where they have the bins that are shaped like frogs, (laughs) like the big mouths, it's basically one of them. Am I wrong? Yeah, well, it's called mason. Ah, I've named it because it, it's ah. a it's a frog bin mason jar. Uh, yeah, mason jar. It's for he's German, which is German for mason year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I fill a bi- I fill a frog bin full of uh, a milky coffee, and then uh-huh. what I do is I let it set weeks, months, maybe usually months. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I forget about it. Yeah. I, I'll okay. put it I'll put it on top of my boiler 
or something and I'll, okay. I'll heat the house nice and hot yeah heat is part of the process is it it's the heat hates the milk is I, that what it is i've yet to, i'm no scientist i've yet to figure out why ah so it's magic not science but the brown yes. separates from the milk yeah which at this point is deep yellow uh-huh. it's a deep yellow curd it's really a cheese, a coffee cheese. Essentially, that I scoop off. And why haven't you thought of selling the coffee cheese? Is it rank? Oh, no, it's all for me. Ah, that's your lunch. Yeah, that's my ah, l- yes. lunch. That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. A little off the top for the chef. Yeah. Yes, very nice. Um, So I got all figured out. can pack that into a sort of like a, a sandwich, of, like a butter slab, I yeah, would yeah. say. Um, and have uh, it in a wonder. Yeah. And then, and that's called Fool's Feast. You've talked about that to me before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the Fool's Feast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's Safi Daff. It comes afterwards. The Safi Daffy coffee, yeah. Yeah, which is... Where does the Daffy aspect of it come from? Because, I tell you or what... even the end of the Safi. You've got, you've got to be Daffy to drink this coffee, is what... That's good. And Safi Daffy, Safi you've is got to be... Stay awake Safi. forever, you. You've got to be Daffy to not drink this, or, you, or to drink it. No, you've got to be Daffy to drink it, but it, ah, it's why? a good thing. Oh, Daffy is a good... Uh, Daffy is a compliment. Yeah, Daffy is a compliment. Like Daffy Duck. Yeah, Daff- you've got to be Daffy Duck to drink this uh, muck. What does Daffy mean? It means like cool, crazy, weird out there. Uh-huh. Like... Rich. On Rich and yeah, on top yeah. of the... <laughs> <laughs> Just on the trend, you know. Yeah, yeah, on the like trend. Like someone, yeah. someone who's like counterculture, someone who doesn't give an F. Um, so you are you bought on this? I know you've been, ta- you've been talking about it a lot recently to me, yeah. but... Is what's your plan to go to market? Is that are we going cans. to be seeing bean cans? It's in empty bean cans. What I do is I get oh. a Heinz bean. I'll have that with my fool's feast. That's part of the fool's feast. That's wow, that is a lot of food. Lard, butter, and uh, beans is what I have. And yes. uh, basically, I'll I'll strip the can down, and it's it's not it's silver underneath, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah it's not an elegant stripping. Right, so um, there's bits of the white. Bits bean. Of, there's bits of bean logo. I mean, the bean can. The paper that they put over that is a sort of green color. It is. It's well, a greenish blue, isn't it? I don't. It, well, that's on name brand products. Oh, on, you're not do you're not no, doing Heinz anymore. No, no, mine is um, a sort of an off brown, which fits the coffee. Is it Bill Doak's beans? Because I saw a lot of those in your bin. There's Bill Doak's beans. Your bin, which is also the bin for the making the coffee, and I guess because that's just the big toad. It's one of the beans. You got a couple of those. I got a couple of frog bins that I stole from. Okay, that's good schools in the Midlothian area yeah never have I ever seen them anywhere other than a school so it's just cool to see them in like a residential environment <laughs> to see them in like an adult man's home although technically I guess this is no longer a residential environment it's, it's a essentially bit... a commercial oh, undertaking sh- obviously that's against the law but I would never yeah. tell the council have it if coming. you're listening to this keep your fucking mouth shut I encourage free enterprise you know I do uh, it's a huge part of my philosophy and uh, well it's really the, the be all and end all of my philosophy is free market is the way to go. I'm hmm. a very big fan, as you know, of uh, Ludwig von Mises. And uh only book I have ever read was about uh, Austrian School of Economics. Yeah. Big Austrian school guy. I don't have anything to compare it against, but it sounded right when I read it. Why wouldn't it? And much like in the same way that, I guess, with your coffee, I wouldn't know what to expect because never have I ever not had coffee with milk. Exactly. So, well, it's rare for people in the Edinburgh area. It's like when you mm-hmm. go to Glasgow and they don't do... Uh, salt and sauce on your chaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Not yet, pal. You're on your own coast. Yeah. And then I've no, got no, no. to have ketchup all over my chips. Yeah. And could I just go to it's Glasgow? It's a ketchup town. And import 
the black coffee that I can get there? Yes, I could. I could just go to Glasgow and import the black coffee you can but get from there. That would be too easy. Exactly. God loves a trier. Yeah, nothing and God easy loves me. was ever good. I'm trying my best. Oh, absolutely. I think God looks very favorably on your new cheese enterprise. Yeah. Um, uh, coffee. The cheese is not for sorry, sale. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes. The, I think maybe there's some part of me is telling me that the cheese would be the thing. You know, I, you know I'm no dragon's den, but I guess the tiny part of me that's a dragon's den is saying, you know, this is Deborah Meaden speaking. Tell him to do the dragon's cheese. Cove. Sorry? Like a dragon's cove. Uh, well, the show's called Dragon's Den. It features Theopathetus, Dra- uh, Deborah Meaden, uh, Peter Jones. Uh, well, it'd be hard pushed to name any more. Um, There's only three hosts. Those are the class. Well, Duncan Bannatyne is a is a kind of a classic host, but he's gone now. Uh, they got some new ones. There's like a, a northern uh, woman who's a bit younger. <laughs> Do you think they buy my um, brown? Well, I think they might buy the cheese. I think the coffee's going to be hard selfie. I know. Well, I, I haven't wa- tried it yet. I want a hard sell. It's a hard drink from the way you've described it. It's, it's, it's sort of it's hard to be a liquid. It's hard to drink. Yes. And what's the advantage of no milk from your perspective from the Safi Daffy lifestyle? As far as I can tell through market research and through personal research, um, there is no benefit. Okay. What was your market research? I hate... This is not a business podcast, but I feel... Almost like Theopathetus up here talking about business so much. Um, Part of me, folks, business is a passion for me and Adam. Well, I hang out so a lot at Ryman's, yeah, which is owned by Theopathetus. So it all comes full circle. It's true. Which you can buy things to do in a full circle at Ryman's. Adam, I can see in it's called Compass. I can see in your eye that you don't believe me that Theopathetus owns Ryman, but he does. If you go to a Ryman, and I'm not taking a piss, quite often there will be a poster. And atop the poster will be a smiling Theopathetus. And it says, come on in and buy printer paper <laughs> and pens. <laughs> that's it. Usually, that's mostly what they sell. It's pretty much journals. Binders. Yeah. Journals. Rubbers. Yeah. Um, Rubber Johnnies. <laughs> the, the, yeah, that was a weird thing for Ryman's to start selling. Well, in a way. You know, if you're... Anything that you do at a desk, they should sell. We can laminate your A4 paper, but we can also sell you. But I sometimes eat at my desk. A rubber. Uh, usually cheese toasties. So they should sell food. They, they should, should s- sell cheese toasties. If they're going to sell condoms, then they, they should, should sell be selling food. cheese toasties. They should sell prophylactics. They should, should sell... Um, what else do you do at a desk that Ryman's hasn't covered yet? Well, the only reason I even went with the condom thing is because it's like if Bill Clinton went on it. Mm-hmm. And he was getting a Hummer from Monica Lewinsky. And he was like... Oh, you know Bill uh, Bill Clinton. Bill Clark. gets posh Hummers, which means that he likes to have a condom. I don't, think, I don't think Bill Clinton wore a condom when he got a Hummer. I think he famously likes posh Hummers. <laughs> which really? is where you wear a gentleman's sheath while your intern, Monica Lewinsky, uh, gives you the business. Does he really like posh Hummers? I think, if I'm not mistaken... The title of his autobiography is Posh Hummers in the White House. <laughs> and it's one man's memoir about the right way to get off when you feel a bit wrong. I think that's the subtitle to it. Um, I, I can't swear to that, but I'm pretty confident. 99% confident. I don't read a lot of books, but I'm pretty into Dewey Decimal, so I sort of see a lot of books Yeah. Um, while I'm studying Dewey Decimal in the library. But the book's... Or an incidental part of my interest in Dewey Decimal System. 
sorry to go off track, off piste. No, we it's okay. talking about your product. Uh, well, I thought we were talking about Ryman's and Posh Hummers, but we can talk about my product. That's an extent. Like. You know, I asked you what was your market research, and but then we were talking about Ryman. Clearly not intense enough if I didn't know about Bill Clinton because he was a big businessman. Yeah, Bill Klingon is one of the main businessmen in America. That's how he got to be president. And as mm-hmm. we both know, only a business person should be president. It, if you cannot destroy the corporate world with your brain, then you've got no right to be in the White House. They exactly. should be called the Greenhouse because yeah. it should be the richest person in the country is the leader of the country. And, and that's what the Austrian school taught me. Thank you, Ludwig von Mises. If you don't know how to make a a, a bloody billion in about two seconds flat, then what, what the hell are you, Why do you think you're even running for office? They should we have don't a special want no poor room. boy running America. No, because what do they know about dealing with billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars, even trillions and trillions of people as well? Because America's full of uh, oh three trillion God. people. You imagine doing this? I mean, I know they do it, but you imagine doing the census in America. I was one tired census counter. Yeah, <laughs> and there should be a room where the president's allowed to take a small cherry tart and eat it in his own way, <laughs> whatever that way is. That's his discretion. The cherry tart room. It wouldn't call it that because then people would know what it was it should be called something like the Eisenhower Lodge or Eagle Zone getaway yeah 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 President Roosevelt's Eagle Zone (laughs) yeah and that should be what the president could do with his own little uh, cherry tart Mm -hmm. made for him by America's top patissier Mm -hmm. and And he should be given an hour to two hours alone in that room and he can do what he likes with it who do you think is America's top patissier uh have to be Guy Fieri yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's just generally America's top chef. Covers all facets of food from starters through to uh, what I like to call the main course, which is dessert. He does cover all faucets of food, and he is probably the best chef. He's well diners, drives ins, and dives. Yeah, is I would say what what other part do you need covered? Diners, drive ins, drives ins, diners, drives ins, and dives. I'm working on a joke, and it's Guy Fieri walks into a bar. Diners, drive-ins, and dies. Uh-huh. And it's like, uh, it's the old one with the bamboo, isn't it? Each shoots and leaves. It's like a play on that. Yeah. Um, so how's that coming along? Uh, I think it's basically finished. I can't really see how I could improve. I'm not saying it's good, but I think that is it. Yeah. It's sort of done. It's it's finished. It's, it's not hard to imagine diners, a way drives to find that. And dives. Guy dives. Fieri walks into a bar. Diners. Drive-ins and dies and dies. Yeah, it's a morbid joke. You can. How oh, do you make it nicer? Guy Fieri walks into a bar, eats shoots and leaves. That's well. Yeah, no, that works better. It's better. It's not still not good. Why isn't a show called Eat Shoots and Leaves? That would be. I mean, if you want to go for the kind of hillbilly huck, uh part of America, you know, then he could fire a revolver at the end of the meal. So that your eats aspect, that's obvious. He's going to come in and have a hot dog slaw. Uh-huh. And then he shoots, maybe it's a score out of 100, and he shoots a revolver for each one out of 100. And he, you know my guy Fieri, he's not doing a fucking Gordon Ramsay bullshit hit job. He's there to savor and enjoy the best of American oh, cuisine. He never gives under 90. No. No. And it's a full solid, like, you watch it on bah, TLC. And bah, bah. Blisteringly loud. Bah. Yeah. And, you know, it's a revolver. It's got six shots, famously. Um, yeah, it's a six-piece. You think I fired uh, six shots or five? 
He you says, better wish that you got yourself lucky punk. You better wish that you had a a better restaurant. You do. You could get Clint Eastwood on it. Yeah. That would be great. He loves to do that sort of stuff. He does. He loves to shoot guns in the air. We could... Um, I mean, I've heard of Dirty Fries. Mm-hmm. So you'd think there'd be something you could do with Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. Dirty Fries Harry. Dirty Fries Harry. Yeah. I mean, that's good. It's all right. I mean, that would just be the name of the episode. The show would be called Guy Fieri's Eat Shoots and Leaves. Or is it a um, Dirty Harry themed restaurant called Dirty Harry's? Uh-huh. Well, name one other meal that would be um, available there. Um, you get shot. Yeah. You could get um, yeah. Dirty Fries Harry. and We did that one. There's a bit where a guy's got his head in a vice, you could do like a burger in a vice. Burger vice. Burger vice. Edelweiss. Yeah. <laughs> um, that song from uh, The Sound of Music. Yeah. You could do a Sound of Music themed restaurant. I think that would be easier. And call easier. it The Sound of Food. Sound of Foodies. Or uh, The Sound of Foodies. Sound of Foodies. That's not bad. Yeah. And it, the bills are alive with The Sound of Foodies. That's what they sing at the end when they bring you the uh, bill. <laughs> Every time in its entirety. Yeah. And you could, I mean, Jelly Andrews. Um, is there a food called Ruse? I mean, uh, there's a roux. One can have a roux. It's kind of a sauce. You could just... Jelly and Ruse. And it's like jelly yeah. that's served with two different sauces. It's not bad. That's two dishes so far. What else is in Julie? Uh, Hills have a lie for the sound of eyes. Um, what else is in the Edelweiss? You yeah. Have, um, what the uh, kids called? The I've, Von Trapp? Yeah, yeah. That could be the uh, most trap. Von. Um, and then it's like, it's like a tongue. Von Schnapps. Von Schnapps. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's all good. I mean, you could do any von, number of restaurant-themed... Uh, von Brat. They do Bratwurst. Brat and then it kind of ties into the German thing. That's true. Yeah, you could have... Um, I mean, the difficulty is that an awful lot of that film is about uh, the Nazis. You don't really want to do Nazi food puns. No, you don't. No. But, what, you know, if I You don't want to get do, blue with this restaurant. We'll get back to your coffee in a minute. But if you were going to open a film-themed restaurant... Uh-huh. Has to be a really, really good film and a really, really good idea. Uh-huh. What would you do? I would open. I'm glad you asked this because this is a good so business much. idea for me. I would open uh, the Spice Girls, the movie, the restaurant, mm-hmm. and I'd be filling. I'd be filling up that food spice with spice grills. It'd be the spiciest, spiciest spice food grills. you've ever eaten in your life. Spice grills. The Spice Girls, the movie, restaurant, spice grills. Yeah. Um, I'd be filling up people's gobs with spice yeah and oh that's a great idea there'd be the sporty um burger burger there'd be uh scary burger there'd be the scary burger baby there'd be burger for baby, kids baby burger for kids there'd be ginger burger ginger's a thing ginger's food yeah so that works but it's burger and the sporty burger could be like turkey because it's lean for athletes and for the rich um posh Posh burger for the posh, for, you know, for the posh hummers amongst us, which is covered uh, in posh burger caviar. It's covered in caviar and it's got a 24 karat gold burger bun oh, and it will yeah. smash your teeth in a bits and you better eat it. I've actually seen burgers that are made of gold at the Hard Rock Cafe. Mm-hmm. I've never been in, I'm not allowed in, but I've walked past it. No, I've... but you can walk past and fog up the window with your breath as you look in. Yeah, yeah, they have like a. I would sur- uh, surmise they encourage spectating their diners. I. 
assume if you go in there and you eat, you expect hundreds, throngs, really, of people to watch you My rule, ingest. and pardon me for making up the rules for once in my life and getting control of this life of mine, mm-hmm. is that if a restaurant has a gift shop, or if anywhere has a gift shop, I am entitled and encouraged to stare at the people inside it. Yeah. And that's a good rule. Because if you're going to have a gift shop, which is a way for successful people to gloat about their expendable income, then I'm allowed to stare at them. Yeah, exactly. And I'm allowed to make them feel very uncomfortable yeah. about perusing shirts that says Hard Rock Cafe on them. Mm-hmm. I went to Hard Rock Cafe and had a gold burger and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. And the eating of a gold burger. And I also ate. Yeah. <laughs> it mean, is overpriced. Then okay. You get to eat a gold burger underneath Jimi Hendrix's jock strap. Mm-hmm. But for me, that doesn't justify £99 for a Coca-Cola. When I, I have been into the Hard Rock in it's Edinburgh. It's not £99, it's £9.9, £9. excuse me. But it's <laughs> basically a tenner. I've been into the Hard Rock in Edinburgh Yeah. once uh, when I went in to use their bathroom. Yeah. Um, I didn't quite get to the bathroom, but I did see that they've got Fred Durst's hat yeah. in there. But it is not, it's not just Fred Durst's hat. It's Fred Durst's... Um, it's a hat Fred Durst... Red hat that Fred Durst wears. Yeah. It's a hat he gave to his grandmother. That's that nice. His grandmother then gifted to the Hard Rock Cafe, which that's I think is so such a nice. fun. That grands are so nice. Grandmothers are so nice. When I walked past, only thing I could see from the window is they had a checkbook mm-hmm. owned by Bill Bib DeVoe's manager. Yeah. Who, whose name I didn't catch. Yeah, he left his checkbook there. Yeah, and they've just framed it. And it's actually one of the main pieces, a statement piece. It's the biggest piece. It's after Durst's Grand's hat, it's probably the number one money spinner. Yeah. They don't even have any guitars in that hard rock because they don't need them because it were those two. No. And I saw, even in the brief time that I was there, and when I say brief, I do mean over an hour, Mm -hmm. uh, staring in intently at the diners, as is my right. That's what brief means. Uh, Brief means an hour to two hours, that's Mm -hmm. right. Uh, I saw many families, many small families fighting over the booth underneath Mr. Durst's granny's hat. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I understand it. If I had a bunch of little brats, if I had my own little clan of brats, mm-hmm. I would want the very best for them. Yeah, if me and the brat clan were going there, we'd be wanting... Uh, yeah, the brat, the brat boys. Me and the brat boys. The brat would, pack. Yeah. We'd be wanting hot burgers, for starters, hot, hot yeah. burgers. We'd be wanting a Coke each. Yeah, Not yeah, a Coke yeah, to yeah, share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Coke to cola for per, per un home. Bibs for messes. Yeah, bel, bib de vol. And put us under the hat. Put us under the red the red beacon hat, please. Yeah, yeah. So this is like, you know, life is a roll of dice. And it's a crapshoot. And I understand that in this particular cycle of reincarnation, I got a crappy hand. I got two, one. They don't make a card that's one, but I got one. Two, one. I got Joker. Mm-hmm. I got a three. And I got a seven. And, there's, and they're all different uh, suits. So there's dick all you can do with that in any game of poker. That's my life. Fine. But what I like to do, and this is what makes it tolerable, is I think I go into my mind pass and I, I'm stare, I've got I'm staring up against the window of a, a, a hard rock cafe usually, and I'm look and I'm looking in, and I'm thinking in another world, it's me and it's my nine sons, mm-hmm. wife passed, yeah yeah yeah, and I'm taking them and money's no object. I I'm pulling down thirty to forty, mm-hmm. working as a can man and a can uh, clan which is a 
can business I set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I'm imagining I go in and the Matra D arches his eyebrows when he sees us come in because we're all dressed beautifully, mm-hmm. top and tail, penguin suit. And I scrunch a fifty P coin into his upper uh pocket. And I say, Finest table in the house, please, Garcon. Give us the Fred Durst seat, baby. Give us the Durst experience. Yeah. And he says, well, sir, you're certainly not a limp biscuit. And all my sons laugh because they get the reference. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they've the been raised right. Funny guy. They've been raised right. They're funny kids. They know the references. You know, most of them were born, conceived to Mission Impossible 2, so they should know about the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. And they do. Uh, it's a fantasy, but they do in the fantasy and I sit down, I have a sumptuous meal of gold burgers with my nine sons. Mm-hmm. And the maitre d' comes over at the end. He says, sir, you're so gracious. You're my favorite ever guest. How was your meal? And I say, well, does this answer your question? And each of my 10, each of the 10 diners around our table, including myself, stands and goes, you know, it's one. And then my next son goes two. <laughs> and my next one goes three, four, five. And it comes all the way up to me, and I go, 10 out of 10. And the maitre weeps openly. <laughs> and then it's just a beautiful dining experience. And that's the life they stole from me that I could have had and I should have had. Yeah. But it wasn't meant to be. In this life, I, I've got scraps. Would God have dealt a better hand? Would, Would God have had his bigger plans? I'd be dining for free, my dear. I'd be mm. um, drinking in the Coca-Cola, you see, my dear. It's a song. It's a poem that I'm halfway through writing. It's coming along really nicely because mm. when you read it to me the first draft, it was just the my dear parts. <laughs> my dear, my dear. Yeah, and it was good, but you know, it's there's a bit more meat on the bones now. Yeah, yeah. I want to be so rich that I eat for free. Yeah, that's almost like a Nickelback song, <laughs> which they play incessantly in the Hard Rock <laughs> in Cafe. Hard Rock Cafe, exactly. We all just want to be big rock stars, which I understand. That doesn't hurt their brand. Yeah. Because, you know, that song is mostly about consuming burgers and being rock stars. Yeah. Living big rock castles, driving 15 cars. Yeah. Go to Drugs Come Easy and the Girls Come Easy and I've got 10 kids and we go to <laughs> We're Loud in Hard Rock Cafe and we can cover the bill. Yeah, we've got a coupon, but we can cover it. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a bit of a lean month for the rest of the month, but we did it. But we had a good meal. It's out. all of our birthday. And what we the... all have the same birthday, so on a day like that, you don't scrimp. Yeah. What are the boys' names? Uh, one through ten. Oh, okay. one through nine. Sorry, through I am. Nine. One through ten. I, I am in ten. my own house. I'm known as ten. Um, easy. Easy. <laughs> That's easy. It's an easy system. That's yeah. an easy system. Again, this is a fantasy, and probably in real life, the government would step in and say, "You can't call a kid one." And I would oh. say, "Well, fucking Mexico begs to differ." Yeah. Like why? Why why the government got to step on adults naming children? Yeah, don't that's tread my... on me children's names, mate. Yeah, that's that's what the that's what that original "Don't Tread on Me" poster was, of fully. But they had to. It was an angry snake, and it had a smaller snake next to it. That but was names. ten smaller snakes. Yeah. snakes stakes. It's only uh, for fathers of ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what libertarianism means to me. It's utility naming your children. That's libertarianism. And you have to have 10 of them because uh, yeah. if you're going to have kids, then you have 10. Yeah. And if you have less than 10, figure out some names for the dumbass. It's not yeah, that difficult. fine. If you've got nine kids, you do the rigmarole. George, uh, Roger, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pierce, yeah. Daniel. 
etc. Fine. A James Bond, my son. <laughs> but if you're going to do 10, it's going to have to be a number. And that's what I'll say to the judge if it ever happens. I know it won't happen because that's yeah. only my dream life. I'm instead, I'm stuck in this piss ant hellhole of my real life where I've got no sons and I cannot eat at any rock-themed restaurants. Yeah. And it sucks. Well, you're preaching to the choir. To both me and, I would assume... I'm going to go out on a limb here, our listener base. Hard to imagine a parent having the time to listen to this. It really is. It's hard to, especially a parent of 10, of 10 wonderful yeah. boys who just want to go out and have a meal. Uh, you know, one through nine, or nine boys, 10 boys. There's 10 in total. 10 total, including me. The yeah. nine bo- I'm having nine boys, yeah. but I myself, I'm <laughs> putting myself into the... Uh, the naming convention on the birth of my ninth son. Yeah. Uh, because... I assume was... they were all born at the same time. No. They were born very far apart. Oh, okay. In my dream fantasy. A five-year gap between each of them, minimum. <laughs> so I have, I'm going to have a long period of productivity uh, from a sexual perspective, uh, from what sex is meant to do, which is make baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be me and my sons. And some of them are going to be very young when mm-hmm. other ones are dying from old age. But you're all going to go out for that meal. At some point, there's going to be that golden moment. Yes. It'll be my 100th birthday. Yeah. And they'll wheel me in. And your other son will be... Your youngest son will be... A baby. Your youngest son will be a baby. Your oldest son will be... (laughs) Well, half my age, 50. About 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. What a... I'm going to start on 49, you know, point whatever. So, I know you said I don't want to touch on a... A man's is not fecund until 49. No, but I don't want to touch on a touchy subject, but you said that the wife had passed. Yeah, in the dream, in the fantasy. In the fantasy, the wife has passed, yeah. Yeah, but I hate to say dream because my dreams are... At what point... There's no content. So, she, same mother mm. for all children. Mm-hmm. So, is this very oh, quickly after the She died the on the way to the restaurant. <laughs> okay, I was yeah, wondering. Yeah, she was hit by a bus. Yeah. Um... But we agreed, we had a powwow, me and the boys, and we agreed not to let a spoiler day. Because mm. Why would you? I understand that is a pretty significant uh, debit in the bank of life when your wife gets hit by a German touring uh, trolley, mm-hmm. which is what they call buses in Germany, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ein Totrauch. Um Sure, that's bad. But think about the, the, the credit that 10 simultaneous birthdays accrues. You put Hard Rock Cafe on top of that. You put We're Getting the Best Seat in the House on mm-hmm. top of that. And here's the crazy thing. I want a 10 on a scratch card. Which by that point in the future will be like winning like 50p because yeah. of inflation. But I don't give a shit. I'm so still the, winning. The mother through one through nine must have wanted you. I mean, what better way to honor her memory than get under Fred Dur- get get nice and comfy under Fred Durst's hat, head of the table. Well, that's the craziest thing is that she is allergic to burgers. So actually, in a way, it worked out for the best. <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. It didn't work out great for her, but it worked out. So I called ahead and I said, look, uh, I've got a booking for my birthday and everyone else except my wife's birthday on that day. Uh, it's going to be a great family affair. There's going to be 11 of us. Mm-hmm. Terrible news. Sorry, Mitra D. Uh, my regards to the chef and apologies to the chef. She's allergic to burgers. Yeah. And I could hear the tension because obviously Hard Rock Cafe is a burger forward restaurant. Yeah. They are a burger. It's a bun zone. 
It's a bun zone. To put it clearly. It's a burger and bun zone. It's a fun zone bun zone. And when I arrived, the Mitra D said, um, uh, you know, there was a tension and there was a heaviness to his uh, demeanor. Mm-hmm. And I took him aside. This is before I slipped on the 50p pence piece, uh, which I can now admit I paid for out of my lottery winnings. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, Mitra Day, I've got some bad news. My wife got hit by a, a, a German touring bus. A touring trolley, yeah. And he, there was a, a light that was left. He said, that's the burger lady. I said, that's right. The rest of us are blocks. Yeah. And there was a lightness that came over him, like a like a weight had been lifted. Mm-hmm. And I, he said, so it'll be burgers all round then? And I, and I held his hand ever so gently. And I said, and Coke floats. And he, I've never seen someone smile like that. A beatific, just... Almost angelic. An internal glow to know that he didn't have to deal with a non-burgerer. Yeah. And it was so nice. So again, that's another thing in the pro column. Almost made it. So on balance, it's 10 people's birthday. We had delicious burgers. The maitre d' was happy. uh, And I got a really nice gift from my sons. On balance, good day. Yeah. And I hate to say it. It all evens out. They, the day after wasn't as good, but... No, because I had to uh, pay for the damage to the bus. <laughs> yeah. And these Germans are very litigious. Yeah. You know, we settled out of court, but they were, th- you know, just my luck. It was a bus full of touring lawyers. Really drove you through the ringer. And that's when you become destitute. But you've had the dream. Who cares? At that point, that matter. Mm. All the other stuff the raising of the sons that's somebody yeah. else's problem this is my fantasy world yeah. do what you must it was a one perfect won. meal yeah. yeah yeah exactly I'm the champ and I said that to the major D in the I've had my one perfect meal and I am the, the grand champion and uh, and I've been you know I've got a tendency to vocalise while I'm by myself mm-hmm. and so I'll be running through this a lot of the time when I'm standing out by myself usually in the depth of winter because that's the when it's hot, the windows steam up too much. So you have to do it in winter time to get a really good view in at the restaurant. And you can rap on the window and like point at diners and say, "I'm watching you." Are you going to buy that pin? Are you going to buy that badge? Are you going to buy yeah, yeah, yeah. that tote? Are you going to buy it? You can stare at it. Yeah, it's not. It's not library. Get bang, out! Bang, 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 bang against the window. I do that in depth of winter, and um, yeah, so I'm vocalising it myself, and I'm usually telling the story about my perfect meal with mm-hmm. my kids, and a couple of times the actual. Maitre d'. He's not really like a maitre d'. He's just like a normal waiter. Like a kind of assistant manager, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a shift manager. Yeah. He or she, they've come out and they've said, that wouldn't ha- it wouldn't happen like that. Yeah. And that's so hurtful to me. How could you... Like, I've heard your story the whole way through. How could you be so callous to a woman who was birthed you nine sons, but also... Yeah. She doesn't exist. But, but they're like, we've got an extensive menu. Like, we, we love when people don't order burgers. Yeah. How could you think it would happen like that? Mm-hmm. And it's so hurtful to me to say that we and don't that's why i hate hard rock cafe. we don't serve solid gold burgers uh yeah we this do is a fantasy you've made up in your head we do chicken skewers we do fries duck a l'orange we got waffle fries yeah we got uh dirty fries harry we've got lime cordial that'll blow your fucking socks off and i say that's a drink <laughs> that's a drink and then i'd smack them over the head with my uh corn tortilla that i usually bring to eat oh, okay corn tortilla i thought it was gonna be like a small like cane I usually carry 7, 10, 15, 45, whatever the mood requires, corn tortillas in my uh, pocket, mm-hmm. my sports jacket. Like a warm corn tortilla. 
Uh, well, when I leave. Well, it's warm. It's warm from being in your pocket. It's it's cold when it goes in. Yeah, like I say, most of the time when I'm doing this shit, it's in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they freeze. Get cold. Yeah, I have had frozen tortilla, uh, which is sort of like a, a bread flavored lollipop, kind of like ice cream. Yeah, it would be kind of like the perfect shape for an ice cream sandwich, for like a savory ice cream sandwich. But I don't have any ice cream, so it's just a no, tortilla. Because you put it in all your um, cheese toasties. Yeah, that would be the... Well, like, I can do that at home. Mm. And that's only if... Like, we serve ice cream at the bowling alley and if I can steal some at the end of a shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it in, like, a kind of... Cup it in your hands at the end of the shift. Yeah. There's, like, a guy who works at the bowling alley. I call him, like, Bananarama. Mm-hmm. He hates it. <laughs> but he he usually works the ice cream machine because I don't know how to do it. What's his actual name? I can't remember. Who can? He's really, really tall. Like, really, really, really tall. He's hence, really, really tall. Hence the nickname. Uh, I don't remember. But I call him Bananarama, and it's, uh, I think it's like a, I think it's like something he said once. Mm-hmm. Like he misspoke. Uh, yeah, like he, yeah. Yeah, he's not like a good talker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's really giant. Giant fella. And usually at the end of a shift, if he's on, because he's not like threatening. So, you know, as tall as he is, he's like beanpole boy. Yeah. I'm like, if somebody else is on, like if Ruby's on, she's like pretty tough. She's annoying. Mm-hmm. I hate Ruby. She always stops him from stealing ice cream at the end of shift. But Bananda Amazon, I can just like reach in, grab like a handful of walnut whip, or sometimes banana if I can get. Because he's got really long limbs, so he like slaps my hand away when I'm trying to reach <laughs> yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. And the walnut whip is closest to me, and he's sort of stuck in his little special booth they put him in. Uh, so I usually get away with a, hand, a handful of walnut whip, and if I can run home fast enough, just hard with my knees, mm-hmm. uh, I can stick it in a cheese toastie, and then that's baked Alaska cheese. Yeah. That's dinner for one. This has happened once. I know I made it, probably made it sound like that's a common occurrence for me but for me for the luck to line up that i've been able to steal bread cheese and yeah you took advantage of bananarama's almond yeah yeah like it it rarely lines up it's the it's the kind of planets aligning i often get away with like the bread and some walnut whip and i can just have like ice cream on toast yeah yeah but i can count on one hand or i can count on one thumb (laughs) the number of times that i've got away with the whole shebang everything which is also a good name for the sandwich. That's not bad. Yeah. I could I, call it that. Baked Alaska cheese is good too, but... You know, if I had more occasion to use the name, I might give the name more thought. Mm-hmm. But literally, this is... It's happened once the first time happens. I've talked about it, and it happened once, and it was recent. Yeah. It was like... It was this morning, wasn't it? Yeah. I think basically what happened is like, uh, Ruby was working the, the bread area uh-huh. at the bowling... You know, she makes sandwiches, basically. Yeah, yeah. The bread at the bowling area. And, bowling um, bread. She's usually really good at boulder bread. Uh, she's really good at stopping me, and she'll like give me a Chinese burn or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, she's got like she's really, really, really sick today. <laughs> she's like really dehydrated, so she was really slow, and I was able to just like run in and grab half a loaf. It's good bread. Yeah, well, it's the bowling alley. It's good bread. That is a thing, isn't it? Like bowling alley bread. Like uh, we're all we're all nineties kids. We're all nineties kids listening to this. Bowling alley bread. Everybody in the nineties, every every nineties kid these days, it's twenty twenty two. Every nineties kid is, you know, we're in our late twenties, early thirties, and we're yeah. all posting on Facebook about um, that time when you miss bowling alley bread. I miss bowling alley bread. 
wish they'd bring back the bowling alleys where you get hot hot bread and sweet 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 ice cream alongside yeah we all remember first day of school you skive off because mm. you're worried about having to meet new people yeah and you you're worried you're gonna get swirly to or your you're loft. gonna get dunked in the toilet or, yeah, 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 yeah 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 and you don't tell your parents you hide in the loft all day and all you're able to steal is some bread mm-hmm. that you nicked from the bowling alley that's right across the right across from your house um i mean it was on the floor so the ethics of that stealing or not but you took it and it's all you've got to eat and you run upstairs and you lock yourself in a sleeping bag mm-hmm. old wet sleeping like damp sleeping bag that's yeah, been used to keep the insulation exactly. of the loft in yeah yeah and you get bread and you imagine in your mind palace that you're watching keenan and kel mm-hmm. and it's the first and everyone has that everybody has done that and everybody is first year second year third year high school fourth year high school it became a tradition fifth year high school sixth year high school seventh year of high school even eighth year of high school yeah i'm in there in the loft eating my bowling alley bread yeah and by that point you know people so it shouldn't be that scary but it's yeah. it becomes it becomes a tradition and every single 90s kid in the uk has done this so you're not alone uh it's, that feels good to know it's the 90s kid tradition is um wet sleeping bag bowling alley bread and yeah if you're sitting at home and you're thinking oh boy i remember back to those day when i was young and i had a bowling alley bread and i i slept i sat in a sloppy sleeping bag mm-hmm. um tweet at us tweet at us at, um yeah it's at nothing but knit sorry nothing but knit so yeah. n-i-t yeah um nothing but knits Net and, was t- uh, taken. Yeah, well, cheeky among you. Net was. We thought net was taken, but it turns out I misspelled it, and now we're st- we're stuck with it because you can't have two Twitter accounts. No, uh, it's tied to our email for life, and uh, there's nothing we can do about it. And the email is nothing but net at gmail.com. Same mistake. Yeah, yeah. So it's nothing but nets. Uh, tweet at us. I remember when bread. I remember. I remember the yeah. bowling alley. I remember the. I remember the bowling alley bread, and I remember, and I remember, I remember and then that. dot dot dot, and you go, yeah. And I, I, yeah, an interesting point of topic would be, what did you do to spice up your bread? Sometimes I'd put salt and pepper on mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what Nickelodeon show did you imagine in your mind palace that you were able to watch? I think everybody was always imagined Keenan I think everybody imagined Keenan and Cal. Okay, okay. So I it think is a universal experience. Maybe, maybe there'll be like a Buzzfeed quiz. Where Does anybody love Kel soda? Yeah, I love Kel soda. It was an episode you imagined yourself in. Uh, no, no, I think it was uh, it was Keenan and Kel, but there was he, uh, Hey Arnold was in it. Oh, okay, cool. But I cross- am Hey Arnold. <laughs> it's a crossover episode. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. That's the great thing about imagination. Uh, I lost my imagination at age sixteen when I got in a butter fight. But uh, prior to that, I used to love using my imagination to think about things. I used to love to think about stuff that. Well, I mean, I still have an imagination. That must be so sick. Which might be part maybe of Maybe that's the... why I don't dream. Yeah, maybe that's part of why I dream so fervently. Deep, vivid, um, fury nightmares, yeah. Mm. Maybe it's my imagination is in overdrive. Uh, I guess my own imagination is in underdrive. Yeah. It happens to... It, well, I wouldn't... It never happened to me, but it happen, It does happen to everybody. Yeah, I mean, at some point, you'll probably get by a loaf of butter as well, and then you'll have no imagination anymore. Sucks. That's life. It's funny, though, because it means, like, other people, when they're having a conversation, like, they can think of something interesting to say, and I've just got this thing where it's just, like... There's nothing. Blank. Yeah. It's not, like, 
the kind of worry when you have a conversation you think i can't think of anything interesting to say no which lots of people have where you go oh no i, I feel like i can't contribute to this conversation yeah i'm not you more just... vidal yeah for me it's just blank just blank silence and usually i'll just react to what was just said most recently uh-huh you know, it's almost like Tricks enough people. when an ant dies and the wind blows its legs and its legs still move. It's sort of like my brain. Yeah. It's like a dead ant. Yeah. Or like a, like a, like a fish can still move after yeah. it's out of water. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, there's something missing, but you know, it can, there's noise. It's happening. Yeah. It's kind yeah, of, yeah, kind yeah. of like static, but yeah, it's indecipherable, but it's there. Yes. Hmm. And it's, you know, some people fall asleep listening to stag. They like it. White noise. That'd be a bit... Uh, I might try that. It's not bad. I mean, I know that you, at the moment, you have your own type of uh, noise therapy, but that just drips, drip, drip, well, drip from the open pipe that's above your bed. It's it's The pipe kind of drips on the on the kind of, like, centre of my forehead. Yeah, and some um, people think that's really bad, don't they? Yeah, and what I also have is fashioned into, like, a kind of set of headphones. I have two of my... Uh, my Safi Daffy cans, mm-hmm. um, and they're filled. They are filled to the brim with coffee, and that kind of just as I move my head and jitter, it kind of shakes the coffee around in my ears, and it kind of feels like that's I'm, nice. Like I'm deep, deep underwater in some sort of horrible uh, lab. And I don't want to give away too much about your sleeping patterns. However, I know that you wear a bald cap to bed uh-huh. with juicy fruit gum. Uh-huh. stashed inside because you sleep nude yeah however you need to have a pocket of sorts or at least some sort of stash and you've told me in the past that the best solution you found is wear the bald cap the juicy fruit bald cap yeah, yeah. How, what's the thinking there well thinking there well I mean I think you've explained it pretty succinctly okay is the thinking there is thank you so much I go to bed yeah I need juicy fruit when you go to bed these days I mean obviously you're you're falling awake and asleep yeah throughout the day do you still have a nocturnal sleeping pattern or do you get enough from your shut eye no i usually get from the hours of about 6 a.m to 9 a.m that's not bad so that's like a little what i call a little pocket of sleep mm-hmm. um i get like a little pocket of sleep from 6 a.m to 9 a.m yeah and i wake with a tremendous kind of almost whiplash inducing start at 9 a.m and then i i am too scared to fall asleep again wow that for another so tough 21 hours yeah and then i've wow. kind of i've kind of forgotten and then you're doing your day nights uh, as you call them all day long where you're just passing out 15 minutes here three minutes here yeah kind of terrified sleep or two you know riding around on the bus yeah if i've got to get the bus into town or if i'm kind of if i'm in queue at the bank or if i'm um in line at tesco's or if i'm in line at um you know the club or if i'm at line at yeah you know it's my uh, smelly face not club. not club for yeah it's my, yeah yeah it's my club. Face club it's a club that you set up to uh, help endangered kids mm-hmm. yeah uh and um i saw you once looking for apples which is a halloween tradition but uh-huh. in the hometown that we come from we do it every day uh, it's the Daily Duke. It's the Daily Duke for Penny Cook. And I've seen you fall asleep in a bucket of water that must have been, honestly, five or six or seven or eight or 10 or 20 liters. I don't have a good grasp on volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just fall fast asleep. And thank, I mean, it was weird because everyone else at the party just walked away. Mm-hmm. Like the second they saw you fall asleep, like they were like, 
great, he's going to drown. They all walked away. <laughs> but you drank all the water in your sleep. Uh-huh. It was well, incredible. I slept with my mouth open. Um, yeah. And I just gulp. You're I, constantly gulping. I kind of just drink it all in. Um, That's mad. It's very impressive to watch, I have to say. Yeah. You could probably be like a competitive uh, drinker. Well, I could be, but I looked it up because uh-huh. I wanted to do it while I was asleep, and I did look it up. Uh, you have to keep all the water down. They do check oh, yeah. if you vomit afterwards, and I always You're vomit. never allowed to get rid of it. Never allowed. You have to keep you it inside. You have to keep you. all that water in. Yeah. Uh, for at least what they said was 36 hours plus. Wow, and they follow you around. So the more you keep it, the longer you keep it in, the cooler you are, is what they yeah. said. There's no, you know, you don't get any more. Oh, you d- it's not required to win. It's just a, yeah. for kudos. Yes, kudos. Cool dosage. Yeah, so, but what happens is every time I drink like that, which has happened, I mean, I fall asleep in the in the, in the the bath. Yeah. I fall asleep in the shower with my mouth wide open. I fall asleep in the Daily Duke. Yeah. I'd say about 70% of the time. Shit. Uh, yeah, I've only seen it once. It was memorable, though, mm-hmm. because the water goes so quick. It's Like, there was unreal. almost not enough time for people to kind of hotly walk away and be like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> And I just you already drunk it all. Yeah, hoovered it up. People have tried to film it and put it on. Well, when it existed, they tried to put it on Vine. They tried to put I it on TikTok, um, but they they can't get their phones out fast enough because I drink the water too quick. That's and then, nuts. Then I wake up and with a start, and I just immediately vomit it all back into the and I ruin the daily duke because I vomit it all back up into the tub. Yeah, you're barred from a lot of the main daily dukes in Pennycook. You uh, you're just doing the fringe ones. Yeah. The sort of uh, outsider dukes. Yes. They're kind of... They're edgier. People think they're cooler. Um, yeah. Or I think they're cooler, and I do them. It's a lot of young kids. It's me in the woods, and I just I kind of just stumble upon them and just fall asleep. <laughs> terrified. Like, oh, shit, this old guy's going to drown. <laughs> and and they're like, oh, no, he's... And no one, at least as I'm aware, I mean, it is our REM sleep, like I said, so I'm unwakeupable. Um but but rest it. I don't think anyone has ever tried That's to help me. That's when dream is in is in REM. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so well, I've only observed it once, but it wasn't even that no one was helping. It was like people were going out their way. People to were not actively help. not helping. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you'd have a... to. You'd have to once you see it because it's it's I immediately crash into the water. Yeah, duke down and then <laughs> duke up. Yeah. Ah! It's something to see. I've got to say, but uh, good on you. Thanks. You know, because you have won the Duke more times, if I'm not mistaken, than anyone in, in our hometown. Well, technically, if you inhale all the apples, you eat all the apples, so... Yeah, and you made that free food. Good. That's not bad. You're always eating, you know, between the cheese and the apples and the coffee and whatnot. Yeah. You're a consumer uh, uh, extraordinaire. I love to consume. I love to eat, and I love, um, I, love, I love to eat. Yeah, yeah. Apples, love to eat the... A stinky cheese, wet yeah. cheese that yeah, is from, on the top of my coffee. Yep, and I love to drink um, Safi Daffy though. And Safi Daffy is, again, as we've touched on, not strictly liquid. It's uh, it's getting it there towards its solidity cons- as well. It's considered tar. Ah, um, that's its chemical status. Yeah, so I drink um, kind of brown old tar. Yeah, uh, from a bean can, and it keeps you up. Yeah, it keeps oh. me up all night. And yeah, I yeah. just don't know where um, my night terrors are coming from. 
I'm between the terrors and the coffee. Mm-hmm. You are shaking violently really all the time. I'd say 99% of the time I'm shaking more than I think I've ever seen a human being do. I've I'd... seen you try and use a pen recently and it's like a seismograph. Mm-hmm. It's pretty spectacular. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, not you know not all spectacular things are good. I will say that. Just caveat. So it's not spectacularly good. No, like you could get spectacularly bad news, or there could be a spectacularly oh. big blimp, and that wouldn't be good. That would just be a fact. <laughs> it would just be a fact that that blimp is spectacularly big. Yeah, absolutely. And if if I said that's a spectacularly big blimp, and the blimp owner said thank you, I'd be pissed off. Yeah, I'd be like, no, don't assume that I think your blimp no, 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 is it's good. Not a compliment. It's yeah. just a fact. It's it just is, a, that's a big it's a blimp. spectacle. Yeah. Spectacular. It's a spectacularly big blimp. Yeah. And people don't like to talk about the size of their blimps on podcasts. I don't have a blimp. You don't have a blimp. So no. it's not going to come up on this one. So just if you're a blimper, kick out another podcast. Yeah. Maybe listen to nothing but blimps or blimps. Oh, I'd love to do a blimp podcast, but I would just feel like such a phony because yeah, I've only ever too. admired them from afar. We all have. You got to want a blimp to talk about blimps. Come on. Yeah. If you're if you're out there and you're a blimp owner, maybe start your own blimp cast and and text me because I yeah. will I will listen. I'd love to listen and I'd love to guest. I'd love to be a guest and talk about how to talk about blimps when you know nothing next to nothing about blimps beyond the fact that they are flying big balloons. Yeah, um, the only podcast that would be less reasonable for me to appear on would be you know like a money management podcast. Yeah. Because of my tremendous debt. Yeah, but that's the hand we're dealt, isn't it? Some people yeah. fly in blimps and they've got a lot of money, and some people. Um, I mean, on the financial side of things, I would say that's I have a little bit of culpability. I'm not to blame for the fact that I don't have ten sons, but uh, nine sons, pardon me. I um, myself become the tenth son upon the birth of my ninth son. Yeah. Um, Happens to everybody. And I'm born again as my own son. However, I would not. I would not blame myself for that. I would blame myself for some of my real life money woes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Have not been able to make child of child because of issues in the romance department where I do not date well. Mm-hmm. Have been able to make money, very quickly lose it again. Usually trip and falls down a well. Yeah. I'm replacing phones so often. That's well. Maybe now I've got the wiggle phone. I can get some money in the bank. And maybe now. You can go out to your, well, your spin the bottles, you spin the whistle. You can spin the whistle phone. You get a bow. Or... Yeah. Have, there have not been any, uh, well, I was going to say girls, but just people there so yeah. far. So mostly it's me in my room spinning my whistle. The greatest journey begins with but a single step. Yeah. And the greatest kiss is Be- the kiss you share with yourself <laughs> exactly. when you spin a snake and it lands on you. <laughs> exactly. Um, which is a, a poem that I came up with. It's an old adage, I think. Is it? Mm-hmm. That seems very applicable specifically to my situation, but I guess... Anything's an old adage if you say it and then it yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. You're very wise about adages. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're still... I mean, what, you want to have your first kid when you're 50? Yeah, I'm well on course. You're well on course to be 100 years old, Dining over your dead wife. Yeah. In Hard Rock Calf with your nine sons. Oh, Hard Rock Calf is still around. Hard Rock Calf is going to be 
That's recession proof, isn't it? If Come there's on. one thing I know about 70 years from now, it's that Hard Rock Cafe is going to be going hard. Rock yeah. Cafe. There's one in Venice. There's one in Venice. There's one in Florida. There's one in LA. Yeah. Uh, You're th- right. I was just, That was stupid. They have one in Poland, I think, somewhere. Um, okay. And there is, I think, one in... They should um, make a hard rock on the moon. They should make a hard rock on the moon. And that's what, that could also be a song by Sting the Police or something. Sting and the Police. Hard rock on the moon. Take a bite of cheese. Don't go looking for trouble. Yourself. And this is just Stuart Copeland who does the drums. Yeah, and the uh, vocals. This is, this is harmony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. singing as well. I mean, my, this is my Copeland impression. It's a good Copeland impression. Stink is only there Stink. in spirit. <laughs> Stink. <laughs> yeah. I can't do a Stink impression. I could do Stuart Copeland, and that's better. I think everybody, when they try to do an impression of Stink, they always do an impression of Stuart Copeland. Uh, yeah. And they just do it subconsciously. Yeah. It was Copeland who came up with all the good ideas. Yeah. Copeland wrote the soundtrack to The Amanda Show on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So say no more. Yeah. What's Sting ever done? Sting hasn't done jack shit, to be honest. He does that song with... Uh, with... Uh, uh, Oh, bye. Bye. Internet websites. Online. Keyboards. Mouse. www.org.co.uk. Too much RAM. Not enough RAM. Just the right amount of RAM. Nothing. <laughs>